Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning from Upasana. Before we begin, Let's take a few moments to arrive and settle down. Wherever you are, just straighten your spine a bit. Open your shoulders. Close your eyes and lighten your mind. Watch that restlessness just settling down. Keep breathing, gentle, slow, deep breath. Holding the image as if sand is settling in a glass of water. All the restlessness just settling down. Restlessness will surface. Instead of giving in to that, just breathe it out mindfully. Our breath has tremendous power. As your body calms down, your breath calms down. You are settled in that stillness. Lightness in your eyes. Bring little imagination of cool sensation in your eyes. With the eyes closed, holding the image of a beautiful open flower. Your facial muscles open like that flower. You become aware of your own kanti, your own radiance. There is a radiance all around your face. Think of the stillness of your eyes.
Pause the breath wherever it is for a moment. Stillness of the breath, stillness of the eyes, stillness of the mind. And gently release the breath before you begin to stress out. Soften your whole body again, mentally, mentally, without moving. The stillness that you are holding is very precious. Restlessness will surface. Try to breathe it out without giving in to it. Expression of joy, contentment on your face. Mind would want to move. If it has to, bring it to the breath. Just feeling the sensation of inhalation and exhalation. Gentle rise and fall of the breath. Mind is observing it. And I sit in total stillness. and the radiance all around my face. Thank you for taking this time. We are just coming out of Triratri here at Upasana, a very beautiful, small, intimate group. And What a blessing to be able to join you from here, sitting in the lap of Mother Nature. 
as I was looking at you when you were in the stillness, one word came to my mind. Satchidanand. Sat Chit Anand. That is your true form. Sat, that which is the truth. Chit, consciousness. Anand, pure bliss, joy. Satchidanand. If you have ever wondered, who am I? What is my true nature? That's who you are. Satchidanand. Mind will come and say, I am this and I am that and I have this story and I have this experience and I have this problem. All that is on the surface. Behind the surface, that which is unchanging is your true form, Satchidananda. Truth. What is the definition of the truth? Something that never changes. What is changing? One moment is this, next moment is something else. But there is something that never changes. What is that in your life that never changes? Sense of The self, I, from the moment you were a child, there was a sense of I. You had desires, you have hunger, you are thirsty, you are uncomfortable, you are comfortable. That sense of the self is always there and reflecting, reacting to whatever is coming its way. But that notion of I-ness, that awareness is there unchanging. Chit, that part of the self is conscious, conscious. When do we lose our consciousness? We are affected by an event. Anger, fear, lust, greed, jealousy comes and we begin to flow with it. What is before? What was there before it began to flow? When we get overwhelmed by something, we lose sight of that pure consciousness.
आनंद जॉय दैर इज ऑल्सो अवर ट्रू नेचर वी लूज इट ओनली वेन वी बिगिन टू मूव विथ वॉट एवर इज बींग कमिंग टूअर्स वी लूज इट इट डजेंट गो अवे एनी हुअर जस्ट अवर माइंड गोज समर ऑल्स दर आनंद is always there just like the sky the blue sky the sun is always there clouds may come and cover up for a few days weeks it doesn't mean the sun and the sky have gone anywhere just the clouds have come on the surface and we are only looking at the cloud and experiencing lack of light or lack of heat or whatever but that and the sky have not gone anywhere in the same way satchidanand these three my truth my consciousness and my bliss my joy they don't go anywhere they're always there that part of the self is always there we just lose sight of it whatever comes it goes and just to identify event that which is constantly changing is just one aspect of life little time we take to identify with our true self can be a spiritual life can be called a spiritual life yes events will come i'll be affected being a human i will experience joy i will experience and happiness where i will experience disappointment as long as i know it will pass it saves us from being totally overwhelmed and squashed this is why our little daily spiritual practice that we have is so important the whole purpose of that spiritual practice is really to identify with our true self satchidananda sometimes you are going through some events of life you are able to just just stop if you can't stop your mind stop the breath right here just stop pause it pass the breath the mind which is running somewhere else will come back to check if everything is okay it will come back to the self and then bringing your attention to the navi to the navel very slowly welcome a nice deep breath fill it up or after a momentary stop slowly begin to release that breath do this three or four times 
come back to the self. And it's even helpful if you could just remember that I am Satchidananda. What is your truth? What is your truth? If I ask myself, what is my truth? How do I answer that? With all the spiritual work we have done, the books we have read, the satsangs we have been in, and practices we have done, what are All the worldly relations, mother, father, son, daughter, husband, wife, this, that, friends, enemies, it all stops. Distancing myself from all that. When I come back to myself, who is there? We are always identifying with one relationship or another and our expectations and our this and that. That's on the surface. What is behind that? Satchidananda is behind that. Yes, we are listening and mind is moving, trying to figure it all out, put it in perspective. And also questioning and coming saying, yes, but <clears throat> all that is happening. I know it happens. But even if you stop from saying yes, but and stop yourself. Go a little deeper. What is there? You're not just your problems. You're not just your disappointments. You're not just your success and failures. Contemplation on our Satchidananda state of being is very helpful. Life will go on, ups and downs will happen. Ananda. Bliss, joy, that is also our true nature. Look at your mind sometimes. There are various stages of mind, various qualities of mind. There is one mind that's always looking for bad things. It's a habit always looking for a reason to complain about something, someone. That's a tendency of the mind. That's a habit of the mind, complaining mind. And I know many people who are stuck in that 
situation. Yes, things will be there. There will be things to complain about and things to be, to appreciate. <clears throat> so as a spiritual aspirant, we always look at our mind. Do I have a complaining mind? If you find you do, then you got to do something about it. Then there is a mind who is always stuck in the past. My parents did this, my grandmother was like that, my mom was that, my dad was that, this and that. So that mind is always stuck in the past. Good or bad, maybe somebody has some very good things and they lost it. And the mind is stuck there. Then there is a mind that is just right there, like the dog we have, whatever comes up, just running, sniffing and biting and reacting constantly, is unable to be still. react to everything, is able to notice it, good or bad, pleasant, unpleasant, but doesn't latch on to anything and What's happening? But I'm not reacting to every situation. Instead of reacting, I'm responding. So as a spiritual aspirant, these kind of things we have to understand that how my mind is leading my life Keeping that in mind, keeping that in remembrance, Satchidananda, truth that never changes, which is conscious and which is blissful. This is the three aspects of our life that make our whole being. Joy. Why do we lose our joy? Because of the tendency of the mind some unfulfilled expectation. You are not happy with ourselves. We're not happy with ourselves. Why we are not unhappy with this? It's not that somebody else is the cause of my unhappiness. It's easy to find, blame somebody else. But we 
hold the key of our happiness. And this what we do together every, whenever we meet, take a little time to call ourselves back to ourselves. It's a beautiful practice. The world will go on. People will be people. They will do whatever they do. Every soul has its own journey. People, there will be some people who will think good about me and not good about me. Some people are thinking negatively about me. Some are thinking positive. It's their story. I just try to be the best I can be and that's all we can do. That's all we can do. Yes, there are some, you try to do your best and you give your best, but that person is still unhappy. Then we have to just leave it alone. I don't have control over that person. The only thing, the one I have is control over myself. Looking at my life, what phase of what ashram of life I am in, you know the four ashrams of life? The first student life, householder life, the the third stage of life, and the fourth one is sannyas. These are the four stages of life. And really looking at yourself, not usually it's divided by age, but I'm not going to mention the age today because we are ageless. We are ageless. This body goes through it. So first ask yourself, what stage of life you are in? Truly. Are you the student age, householder age, or past householder? And then the old age. Looking at you, nobody is in the old age yet. Um, nobody. And there are four ashrams of life and there are four purushartha. This is a word that, uh, Sanskrit word, purushartha. Purush, human, earth, essence. What is the, the essence of being a human? So four efforts one has to make to get the sense of living a meaningful life. What are those four purusharthas? Arth, dharma, kam, moksha. To fulfill the to fulfill the four purusharthas, one comes as a human, takes on this human life. Arth, right livelihood. Dharma, a social obligation. 
how much time we spend tr trying to provide them livelihood for ourselves, our family, how much time we spend with our social obligations. Then we spend some time pleasing our sensory, sensory organs, senses. Nice thing to see, nice things to hear, nice thing to smell, taste, touch. And then fourth one, moksha, liberation. How much time we spend to free ourselves from all this and be one-pointed towards our, towards our Satchidananda. Anyway, so the four ashrams of life and four purusharthas, in each ashram of life, we spend a little time in one, then a little more, a little more, and they keep changing. The time we spend on each purushartha in different stages of life keeps balancing itself. So depending on where you are, there is a certain proportion of each of those purusharthas. One could be less, one could be more, one could be a little more, one could be even more. If you consider yourself to be in the first one, the student, then your focus is totally on learning, acquiring knowledge. That's the predominant focus. Mind, undisciplined mind will flow towards, oh, I want to do things that are more fun. I want to go and make money. I want to go and do social service. Or I want to sit in a cave and meditate and find God. These are the four. But the dharma of the first Now, yes, mind wants to do something that's more fun. But if it's coming in the way of me acquiring knowledge, acquiring being good at my school, good at my learning, then I have to moderate it. When I am second phase of life, householder, there are many things I want to do to please myself, but... I have to perform in the world and do the job that I'm supposed to do. So I have to do a little moderation there in other things. Yes, I want to be do the social service. I want to learn more. I want to meditate more. Those things will come. But the predominant dharma of the second ashram of life is to provide the family. And then we spend a little time on the other ones. Third ashram, Grihastha Banaprastha. Actually, in this country, it's the third ashram that's the most confused one. <clears throat> they have already worked, have some saving, so they don't have to work too much to provide that. And 
social obligations are there. <clears throat> Passion is coming down a little bit by that age. So the two things that are left is social obligations and working towards the moksha. Working towards my being satchidadat. But we get caught into the second ashram. Yes, I still have some life left. Why not? If I can make money, let me make some more money. So they get thrown into the second ashram. But if they really understood what is the dharma of the third ashram of life, the dharma of the third ashram of life is to engage in activities that nurture my soul. And start moving towards engaging in activity that takes me towards my Satchidananda. No distractions. Some of you might be wondering what is moksha then? Liberation. Liberation comes in the last stage of life. When sensory organs have calmed down, <laughs> they are not like the dog. They have settled down. Body is little, slowed down. That is the time to engage in one-pointed attention towards my union with Satchidananda. Liberation in this day and age, I define it as living in the world without expectation from anyone. So if you have contemplated this stage of your life, the fourth stage of life, look at your expectations from others. And that's what you need to work on, free yourself from. See, look at my mind in my fourth stage of life. That definitely needs to be reined. Other person is other person, whatever they are able to do, whoever they are able to be, I leave them alone. If some good comes from that, I accept it gracefully. But if something doesn't come, what I think should come, I stop, pause my breath, take a nice deep breath and slowly breathe it out. Free them from my expectation. Free myself from my expectations from others. How beautiful it feels in a moment when we are just laying or sitting down and detaching myself from all this maya. We just take that nice deep breath and slowly breathe it out and say, everything is perfect. The truth is everything is perfect. Just my undisciplined mind is caught into expectations and this and that and that. It all ends one day when we take the last breath. It all ends. 
may we be able to experience that moment while we are still alive. I bow to that Satchidananda in each one of us and please do know you are that. And this life is a blessed life. If we could take a few deep breaths holding that part of the self in mind. The joy that you are seeking is within you. Nothing from outside can give you that joy. The joy that you experience by being in total acceptance of what is and being in contentment. We all can experience that contentment just by bucking the mind, which is running all around. Just bring it home. The most precious thing that we need is already coming, the breath. If this breath stops coming and going, everything ends. What could be most precious, more precious than this? It's here. Just even celebrating that, that I'm so grateful to be able to welcome this breath and feel it. Imagine someone who can't even breathe. So the gifts are already here. It's just we have to look at the running of the mind, stopping it once in a while, and welcoming that breath of contentment, welcoming that breath of total acceptance, work, welcoming that breath of gratitude. And no, Satchidananda. There is a truth that never changes. There is a part of the self which is ever conscious and bliss. Thank you all for this time and it's good to see you. I'm just going to scroll through the pages and see each one of you and greet you and send you my love and blessing. I see each one of you. If I'm not calling you by name, please know I'm looking at you and Saying hello. I bow to the Satchidananda that you are and take leave from you and see you again next week. Thank you all.